Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vinyl Countdown, the podcast where I, Jeremy Levine, break down my favorite vinyl releases from cover to cover and everything in between. On this week's episode, I will be discussing an album that um, I got from a polyvinyl mystery box, and uh, it's one of the two records out of that particular, uh, I think it was like 10 that I got for a certain price. Uh, and I was super surprised with it because I had never heard of it or the band and it was just wonderful and now I love it. So, uh, the 2016 EP year of the rabbit by Gabby's world, formerly known as Eskimo, um, which on the record on, you know, on the record it's listed as, um, Eskimo, but on streaming services and other places, uh, it is listed as Gabby's World. So uh, I, will, I will refer to it as, I guess, Gabby's World from here on out. But um, anyway, so what's kind of cool, too, is uh, their drummer, uh, Felix Walworth, uh, he was the drummer in the band at the time that this, and I think the record before this was recorded, and maybe before that, but like he, I think he left after this. Uh, he is the uh, sing- songwriter, guitarist, and singer for another band, the other album I mentioned that was really good out of this mystery box, uh, Told Slant and their album Going By, which uh, it will get its own episode in the future because that uh, that record is also incredible and it has a like an early Modest Mouse type of vibe to it that I don't think I've ever heard any other band tap into quite the way they did. And... Uh, it's just, it's it's really fucking good. But uh, anyway, let's get on down to Variant Corner. So like I said earlier, this was, uh, it was released in 2016 in uh, September on Double Double Whammy Records, which starting in February of 2018, uh, was partnering, partnering with Polyvinyl, where uh, Polyvinyl would provide distribution, accounting, uh, web store fulfillment, and uh, double double whammy gets to keep all creative autonomy. Now, the reason I mention this is uh, because you know I ordered this from Polyvinyl site, and I noticed that a few of the releases, um, uh, again, told slants going by this record. I think another one were were double double whammy releases, and I was always wondering, like, well, you know, is that a like a subsidiary of Polyvinyl? Is that something? you know, what is that? And then, you know, in doing research for this episode, I, I figured that out. So, okay, well, that's pretty cool. But, uh, so anyways, there was, uh, 1500 total. There were 750 in cyan that were sold at shows and record stores only. And then 750 double mint, which is the one that I have. And I gotta say, it looks pretty fucking cool. Um, the artwork is really awesome on the jacket and everything. Uh, the insert with the lyrics as well is really neat. And the record itself, the green, the mint is one of my favorite colors anyway. And because there's no B-side to the record, the B-side is etched with more really cool-ass art. So, um, you know, I'm always a sucker for that. Like I love when, when bands do that, when they use the unused side of a record to etch artwork or lyrics like Thursday... I believe, which this will get its own episode too, but the uh, uh, Five Stories Falling 
EP, uh, the B-side has all of the lyrics to Jet Black New Year etched into it. Like, it's it's really fucking cool. But anyway, you can um, you can pick up a copy of either color on Discogs, like, for between, like, 8 and 30 bucks. So... Um, <clears throat> I'm not really sure about the one on the high end, but the majority of them are around 15 bucks or so, maybe even less. So, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you know, pick the record up cause it's awesome. Uh, so speaking of the, the, the record and the variant itself, um, I do want to say that moving forward, I'm still going to be doing variant corner 2.0, the, uh, the YouTube thing. Uh, it's fun and you know, I've gotten some viewers and I think, I think it's cool to, to see the records like that I talk about here. Cause I can only describe them so much, you know, but I do realize too, I realized it's what last week's episode. I thought about it after I'd already recorded it and put it out. So I was like, ah, well shit, it's already there. But if it's just a plain, like a black variant with no extras, the jacket's kind of just, just very utilitarian. Like it's just like, a bigger version of the CD cover, I guess, right? Like, I don't think that's a very compelling watch. And, you know, I'm still figuring things out, obviously, and I'm still learning and trying to make it as as uh, as interesting and engaging as it can be. And I just don't think that that's, that's a way to do it. So also, though, to that same point, I don't want to limit the records that I do on this show to only the ones that are colorful or, or that have a cool you know, cool artwork or whatever it might be like, cause some of my favorite records, again, the most city soundtrack is what I'm talking about. I did uh, their album go last week. And that is easily one of my favorite. It's probably my second or third favorite album of the decade of the 2010s. Like it's an incredible album, but the pressing that I have just isn't very interesting. You know, there's no way around it. So when thinking of that, um, you know, I don't want to limit that and say, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast because I don't want to have an uninteresting episode of the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, so if nothing else, I guess the podcast supersedes the YouTube channel. So if I take a week, take a week off from that, from the particular, from, from the channel, from uploading a particular episode, you know, that's why. So it's still going to be there. I'm going to try to do it as much as I can. It's just that uh, only when it's when I I guess I feel like it's interesting and it's something that people are going to want to see or watch. That being said, this record is one of those records because it looks awesome and I love the artwork and the color and everything else. So I will be doing a variant corner 2.0 for this week. Um, but yeah, so sorry, big tangent, but back to the record itself. Um, it's like the I don't know, think of the most perfect record you could or can for sitting back and just, you know, drinking coffee and relaxing on a, like a chilly, like November morning or something, you know, uh, with that said, let's get into the music, shall we? Track one, the title track, Year of the Rabbit. Um, it's just a nice song. I don't know. It's, it's nice, kind of bouncy. It's a, Fun, like sing-alongy indie rock song, right? Uh, so Gab- Gabrielle Smith, uh, her voice reminds me a bit of like Courtney Barnett, but just a maybe a little higher. 
Um, I actually watched the um, the NPR Tiny Desk concert with her from a few, a few years ago, and it's really awesome. So I, I feel like you should all check that out if you want to. Um, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and link to that in the show description. So it's 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 pretty cool. Um, and also, I don't know if I mentioned before, but so the whole the whole idea with Gabby's World, it's it's a a solo project from Gabrielle Smith. I, I, I didn't mention that before. And um, the same way that uh, Felix Walworth is his quote unquote solo project is told slant. Uh, but people, you know, they kind of cross lines because they're all friends and they've been in bands together and like they collaborate and they do things, but they also have their own like separate things with other musicians. Like it's, it's a whole thing. It's, 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 it's pretty neat. So, uh, the song though it i guess seems to be about a relationship uh maybe not doing the greatest so with lines like you know you you give an inch and i shoot up a mile oh what i would give to see you crack a smile and the tiny crack the tightening noose the slightest inkling i say i love you just to get you to say anything um i don't have song genius this time to back me up so uh this is just me uh, spitballing, but again, from those lines, I kind of, again, it feels like a, a relationship that's maybe not going too smooth, and, um, you know, that that's what I picked up from it. So, next up is WTF. So, um, in one line she sings, which is, it's super fucking sing-along, danceable, it gets stuck in your, it's been stuck, it's been stuck in my head for like a week now since, you know, writing all this, but she says, uh, what the fuck is a kiss anyway? What the fuck is this feeling? Keep one for me in your pocket like candy. Something tells me you've got one saved for me. Uh, she says that at the end of the song. Uh, sounds pretty hopeful, I think. You know, like like maybe things haven't gone great or are on the mend or maybe it's a crush. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I know that I like it. And um, I'm trying my best here to... Um, maybe figure out what the songs were about or what they were kind of going for. And again, that's, that's kind of my take on it. So, uh, next up we have the song power. Now the song starts off with, um, (laughs) I wish I could love you less like a praying mantis rip your head off every time this starts to feel right. So right off doesn't sound like a love song. Um, and at the end of the song, she sings, don't be scared of losing or something that is ending. Love lies in the new things. So it does get a little bit more hopeful there. Um, and that's one of those things that I've seen a lot of, like uh, in real life, and I guess like people holding on to something, or at that point, I guess like the idea of something and dragging it out, just prolonging the inevitable. And uh, the song, I feel like kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe plays on those feelings a bit. Um but then again, it, it, in the end of it, it kind of, it accepts like, okay, this thing is going, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So let's just, you know, let's just get it over with in a way. And, you know, starting over is actually beautiful in itself. So we've all been there, I'm sure, at some point. So um, Drunk is up next. A um, song about just wanting to spend the night with someone you love and just doing something fun. You know, she says, um, 
My life has become a series of what are you doing tonight's and oh my gosh, that's right, it's the 24th already, another show in Brooklyn or something I said I'd do, I'd rather spend it with you. It's very sweet, you know, very short and to the point, um, which is one thing I really love about the record. It, it's it's very short. I mean, it is an EP after all. It's like 15 minutes long and uh, the songs are all pretty short too. Um, the longest being four minutes, which is the closing track or whatever, which I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but... You know, I, I like that they don't dwell too long on, I guess, like loopy choruses and other stuff, which a lot of the music I listen to, like some, they don't necessarily have like a, a traditional chorus. They kind of just sing what they sing, say what they want to say and get out, which I really like, you know. Um, and like I said, this album does that. I mean, there are choruses, I guess. They're very short, though, and the songs themselves are just like, again, minute and a half, two minutes, maybe, with the exception of the closing song. So uh, next up. We have Bulldog. Uh, seems to me a song about asking someone if they're ready to be a grown-up and possibly, you know, if they are the quote-unquote one, right? So she sings, um, has this month been tough? Is one month long enough for you to feel free? I like the kind of dude, or and like the kind of dude who would be with me. Uh, there's talk of a wedding dress later what and whatnot, so... It feels like she's kind of thinking out loud of what uh, you know about what to say to someone who she would maybe want to marry or could see herself, you know, moving on to that next step with. So that's yeah, pretty cool. I like it. And then um, Sleeping Bear closes out the EP. Uh, you know, I, I guess like all the songs have kind of a dreamy mid '90s like alternative vibe to them, but this one in particular, it sounds even more pronounced. Um, not super positive about what this one is about again don't have the crutch of song genius this week but um i know that i like it and i know that it's a good closer to what ultimately amounts to a very just a delightful listening experience it's great uh like i said earlier it's perfect for just chilling out listening listening to it drinking coffee on a cold morning it's pretty great but um you know I guess for the arbitrary rating, I'd give it a four and a half out of five because I wish that it was longer. And that's all. I mean, it's it's pretty great. Like, I checked this out. Um, their album, uh, OK, is also very good so far from what I've heard of it. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, the, like they've done, like, again, the, the, the NPR uh, Tiny Desk concert is, is also really, really good. Uh, to check out or whatever. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of music out there for them. Uh, again, okay. Came out in 2015. So it was a year before this EP came out. And I think there's an album after this as well that I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure it's pretty good. So I would definitely check it out. Uh, Gabby's world told slant, like just look up that whole little section of music of, of, you know, the people making really cool indie rock and like, it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, um, Again, so be sure to check out Variant Corner 2.0 uh, on, on YouTube to kind of, you know, see the sweet-ass pressing for yourself. And help me get to 100 subscribers because if I do, then I can create my own custom URL. So that's exciting. Uh, check me out on Instagram as well, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Again, links will be in the description. Um and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. Uh, you know, I really appreciate any support I get. 
you know, telling your friends, sharing it on your social medias or just listening yourself. Like either way, you know, it's always really exciting to, to hear new people talk about it or whatever. So, uh, I appreciate everybody for that. And, um, uh, the last thing to say about everything before we get out of here, or we, for I get out of here, uh, I had originally planned to do an episode on Touche Amore's, uh, stage four. And then I realized, you know, my last two weeks of podcasts have been kind of a bummer for me. Like as far as the albums themselves, like they mean a whole lot to me and there's certain things about them that just hit me real deep in my soul. It's like, man, I need to, um, I need something lighter than that. I can't do three straight weeks of just really heavy, depressing things, right? So that's why I made the switch to this album because it's it's a lot more, I guess, it's not say carefree, but it's just it's 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 lighter in tone. It's short. It's um, a much easier listen than either one of those as far as emotionally it's is concerned. You know, like the emotionally, I can handle this record a lot better, and. Then, so I made that decision, I guess, Friday or Saturday, and I started writing it and everything, getting everything together, and then Sunday, the news came in to me that uh, Kobe Bryant and his oldest daughter, Gigi, and there were seven other people passed away in a helicopter crash, and I will be completely honest, uh, cried for a couple hours off and on there the next day same thing today is still not doing great still kind of doesn't seem real um i know i don't i never really talked about it because it's not what this podcast is for but uh you know lifelong basketball fan um almost lifelong laker fan and kobe bryant was was like I, I, I guess I could say like my Michael Jordan, right? Like he was my favorite player. I know he's, he wasn't the greatest of all time. You know, Jordan still has that, but still one of the greatest players of all time. And, uh, just, you know, you know, growing up watching him do the things he did on the basketball court and doing the things he did off the court and just seemingly like, like a genuinely like just cool guy. But, you know, you see practice footage of him and he's like, not say he's an asshole, but he's very competitive. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Like the, like, again, the things he did, things he accomplished and to have him be killed again, along with his daughter, um, in such a freak accident, it's such a surprise and so shocking and tragic. And, um, you know, I, I guess the, the point is, I, I think I'm glad that I, I stepped away from doing, such a heavy record because I don't think I would have been able to make it through it this week. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm sure everyone is, everyone who is a fan is kind of still reeling from everything. Uh, it's hard to turn on TV and not see it, see his face and kind of get sad again. And, uh, I have started watching some highlight videos though. So that way kind of remember him the way that I've always remembered him, I guess, you know, just being just that dominant force on the court and just watching the things he did. And it's just, you know, trying to, to, to celebrate it in that way and, and not, 
dwell on it and be so um be so sad, you know. But um yeah, anyway, you know, RIP Kobe uh Gigi and the other seven passengers, sorry, I don't know their names. But um yeah, so that's it for me this week. Um I'm Jeremy Levine and this has been the Vinyl Countdown and I hope to be in your ears next week. So take care everybody. Thank you.